Okay, hi everybody and welcome to Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, one of your hosts, and with me is the beautiful Julie Duffy. Hey babe. Hey. How's it going? Good, that was loud. That was loud. <laughs> um, we're, we're a little out of breath because we did our, <laughs> to fire up, we run up and down the hallway. Um, and swing around appropriately, and um, <laughs> and today it wasn't just you and I running up and down the no, hallway. There was a third person. The special guest, <laughs> surprise special guest, is here. Um, what do we do? Give clues? Is there going to be a door prize if you can figure out who the special guest is? Um, let's just let's just tell him. Uh, it's George Duffy, everybody. George oh, Duffy, George Duffy! Are you kidding me? George Duffy, our son George is here. I suspect that a lot of our podcast listeners think that George was like the sitcom character you never meet. You know what I mean? Right. Carlton, your doorman, or what's another one, George? <laughs> there's somebody. Uh, there's a well. We've been watching Parks and Rec recently, and there's a there's a guy in the accounting firm that Ben Wyatt frequently goes to. Oh yeah, and the guy yells, "Hey!" Because Ben Wyatt always tells a terrible joke, and then the accountant loves the jokes always, and he tries to get this guy. Ben, Craig, or something? I can't, yeah. think, I can't think of the Ben is name. here! You never see the guy. Right. Also, you never see Dr. The guy. Richard Nygaard. <laughs> Dr. Oh, yeah. Richard Nygaard, who I see 11 times a week. <laughs> He's my therapist, because I am terribly depressed. <laughs> anyway, we've really been enjoying the Parks and Recreation. Strongly, highly recommended. Um, so, first of all, how exciting that George is here. Yay, Georgie. Yeah, yeah we, we twisted his arm. Everyone. <laughs> We bribed George, we twisted his arm, and shackled him to a table to make him stay. Um, so, George, question for you. So you are a recent college graduate. For those of you who don't know, George is 22 years old, just graduated from Indiana University, go Hoosiers. Um, and uh, and what, what are your post, I think people would want to know, what your post- First of all, how does it feel? Yeah, how does it feel? It feels good. It feels, um, <laughs> I got nothing to do for a few months now, and that's good and bad, but, you know, mostly good. I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. You just got your start date. I did get my start date. It's late August, August 29th. Um, I'll be working at Accenture, who I interned for. I'll be, be doing a marketing and communication role there, which- who knows what that even means? <laughs> I did it last year, and I still don't really know what it's going to be. Well, that uh, that's pretty me, common, I think. Yeah, that reminds me of my accounting and consulting role, which I did 30 years ago, and still I'm not sure what it was. That's right. But I, it was a, an illustrious career. <laughs> um, so I'm sure it'll be fine. And if your boss is listening, George knows exactly what the job description is. Yes. Something about marketing. That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so... Here's what's been going on lately. Uh, even today in the office, I worked with some people who graduated from high school. So think four years back into your past. It's a dream sequence. In 1997, I Yes, think. 1997. Yeah. Right. Um, you were listening to the Bangles, I think. <laughs> Wait, I remember crisp and clean. Was it crisp and clean? I don't know. You're class talking about. Oh, classy and clean class of 2014. That was, that was like our the worst Lions Township High School class of 2014 motto. motto. Classy and clean. <laughs> classy and clean. I remember clean. when they assigned that. Didn't they assign that to you? Um, thoroughly embarrassing. At the freshman experience day? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so in 2010, when we, when we were freshmen, we had like a day that we all showed up before school started 
the freshman experience day, so we got to learn the ropes of high school, sort of. And have pizza. And they gave us terrible shirts that said "Classy and Clean," <laughs> classy of, class of 2014. Yeah. And people I wore was them. Not a fan. People and, and wore them. What so, percentage of uh, graduated actually classy and clean? I mean, did that oh, actually manifest like itself? Forty, maybe. Forty percent. <laughs> not even a quorum. Yeah. Or forty. <laughs> just forty people. <laughs> Out of nine hundred. Oh man, that is that is disappointing. So. So for the recent graduates who probably have a far better slogan motto for their graduating class, the class of 2018, um, at Lyons Township High School, your high school, and every high school, uh, what, what would you say is, is some of your primary advice for those people about to launch into that college atmosphere um, or into the next chapter of their lives? Yeah, so I, I think I was fortunate enough to kind of have a pretty smooth transition from going from high school to college, moving from LaGrange to to Bloomington, Indiana. Um, and I think a huge part of that was that I kind of was just I, – I, I went in there with the mentality just to meet a lot of people um, for the first week or so, two weeks, kept my door open, wanting to meet you know people on my floor um tried to talk to my ROA RA to see what he was you know majoring in what he was kind of doing um <clears throat> and then also freshman talk this is something I did not do to the best of my ability but get to know your professors especially in the school of like the area you you want to be studying in um cuz they're going to hook you up with great connections whether you're doing well in their classes or not if you get to know them like that's going to help a lot yeah that's good Um, good advice it is why do you think people are reluctant to do that though because i i I worked with so many people who know that's the right thing to do and specifically do not do that don't even go to office hours it's a lot easier to do nothing than it is to do something (laughs) (laughs) it's honest You know, it's a small percentage of people that actually do go to talk to their professors, and but it, those people almost always end up being successful in college, um, and and after that. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, it makes sense because if the teacher knows who you are, um, a lot of the freshman classes are huge. So if the teacher knows who you are and you have a relationship, it's just kind of a leg up. Right. And and the idea of going to office hours, asking for help when you need help, is just a great practice to get into. And in the workplace, it works just as well as it does. It's just a good habit, I think, to get into in life is to recognize, like, okay, I might be over my skis here. And I've worked with so many kids, and you'll probably back me up on this, George, who've wasted hours and hours and hours trying to solve some problem or, you know, um, think they understand the rubric for some paper or something or some uh, project and really not really get anywhere. And 10 minutes talking to a professor, we get them exactly where they need to go. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. And that kind of like just in general, do not be afraid to ask questions because I there's a there's a period when I was in college and I kind of was, I just felt like I should know this if like my friends know it or something. And if I'm working, a, a big thing that will happen in college, especially cause you're not going home like alone and you're just being with your parents, your parents are going to like make you study is that you're going to study with probably a big group of people sometimes that are all in the same class and they might be your really good friends. And that's both good and bad. 
Um, for me, honestly, it was like mostly bad, I would say. Someone would make a study guide, kind of, and that's the person who really did all the work. And then you look at the study guide and you memorize the study guide and be like, oh, yeah, like I got this. This is easy. Like I just read the study guide. And it's not because you don't understand it. Like you need to do the work yourself all the time. And if you don't understand it, ask a question. Go to your office hours. Get to know your professors. Ask another kid, but make sure you actually understand what's going on because college moves really fast. Yeah. That's a really, really sound advice because, yeah, I think people get um, lost so quickly. And because college moves fast, I think I've shared with both of you guys and with everybody listening that um, a shocking number of people in my practice, and it is growing uh, exponentially year to year, is um, young people, uh, like 18, 19-year-olds, mostly guys, some girls now, um, on my couch, and in part because they didn't, they didn't ask that next question. They didn't really get the material. Um, a lot of it's about like self-regulation and, and, and missing that. Um, but a lot of it is like I never really understood what I was doing, and I was afraid to ask. You know, yeah. I worked with one guy in particular who's super smart in a really sophisticated engineering program, but he would go to office hours or he'd sit with uh, a little group of people and he'd ask a couple of questions and then he felt like, mm, I don't get it, but I can't ask the next right. question. So I'm taking it, I'm bugging everybody. Right. I'm taking too much time. Knowing full well in retrospect, if I got the question, somebody else probably has the same question, you know, <laughs> but, but just being embarrassed to ask it and then, you know, just sitting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot of people that they they think they're the only ones that doesn't understand. Yeah. But and but it creates, you know, going back to the old name of the old podcast, this this wild amount of undue anxiety. And people are really suffering it academically quite a bit, you know? So I think you I think you make a really good point. Um you you also think that participating in something outside of academics on campus is kind of critical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely don't just study and sleep and eat, um, do something else. Nerds do. (laughs) Then you're a huge nerd. (laughs) Um, join something, join, I joined the, the club water polo team right away. Um, and I joined a, a fraternity, and you know, I, I met a ton of great guys, including like on the water polo team. I'm playing water polo with these a bunch of guys from the Chicago area who were my rivals in high school. Yeah. But I played three, four years with these guys and loved every second. And they're like my really good friends now, which is crazy. Like these kids go to Fenwick. That's, like, that's, that's that's like the 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 rival school for Lions Township. So you can't for, for water polo for, for sure. For water polo, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah. Um it's, definitely definitely do something outside of, of just academics. Also, really quick, I do want to say study abroad. Um or go travel somewhere. Um there's a huge I did that my let's see. Spring, so, uh, spring of 2017? Spring of your spring junior of 2017, year. Junior year. Yeah. Uh, I went to Dublin, and it's the best college decision I ever made. And there's going to be a ton of college kids that tell you that it's the best decision they ever made, and it's going to be super annoying when they tell you that. <laughs> but it's true. 
Um, yeah, and I felt like, just to take a beat for a second, I remember you were a little, I think you were a little, um, before you left, just, I don't know, kind of a little disenchanted, a little bored, a little. Um, before and, I left for abroad. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, just get out of here, get out of context, go, you know, see the world and you Yeah, that's actually loved that's it. actually a good phrase for that, getting out of context. Yeah. Um so for example, I joined this fraternity. Um my cousin Jack joined it and we've been really good friends our whole lives. Um he joined it first semester of freshman year, so I rushed there the next semester, not even planning on really joining. I just wanted to check it out. I like the guys there, and it was. I'm really glad I joined it. I met a ton of great people, um, and I had a blast for four years there. A lot of people fall into this kind of trap, in the with the Greek life mentality, that is like. We need to be better than everyone else, every other Greek house. Even though, I just happened to show up at this one, and I liked a couple guys, and I joined it. Um, especially at IU, I feel like it becomes like your house is your identity for especially freshman and sophomore year. Um, a lot of kids haven't found like who they are yet when they're 18, 19. And oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so they just kind of adopt the, this like fraternity life mentality and like our house and our guys are better than the guys across the street. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like this kind of um, elitism element that I think uh, befalls a lot of people who are looking for an identity at that age. You know, it's, um, it's enticing to, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have these Greek letters in front of my name. This is a highly rated house somehow, right? Right. Because everyone's hot, (laughs) everyone's smart. And, um, you know, and I think some schools have that over other schools. When I was in college, that was a big part of being at the the school I went to was, you know, um, we kind of drank the Kool-Aid of elitism in that regard, not just because we didn't have a Greek life. And so the whole thing became about like, we're better than any Big Ten school and, you know, we're better than any other Catholic school. (laughs) Did you say Notre Dame? (laughs) I was specifically not saying Notre Dame. (laughs) But, you know, like, yeah, there was Notre Dame. And, um, and I've mentioned to you guys before that there are guys that I went to college with um, who have never been able to shake that as their primary identity. You know, like it's it's so potent, that idea that you're better than somebody because right. you attended this place or right. because you were part of this fraternity. And um, and I think that can lead to really toxic things where you're, like you say, like you're, you're not particularly kind to people that you would otherwise probably like. Yeah, right. and, and it, it bummed it, you out. And it's surprisingly easy to accept that mentality. And going back to kind of what you said about taking yourself out of context, which I like to say that I did when I went abroad, like it, it took me out of the context of Greek life. And I was with a group of people from who were in Greek houses, who were not in Greek houses, and who were in different like, you know, levels of Greek houses because that's a stupid system that we have at IU. <laughs> um, like a tier system. I think, and it's huh? just like you're hanging out with just every everyone's a person. Just like everyone is nice and fun and I had a blast with everyone abroad. Um, it was a great it was great to take myself out of that for 
a semester, even though I was missing like the little 500, which for those who don't know is like crazy big bike race at IU. It's like a crazy, you know, party weekend. And I was nervous before I went abroad about missing that actually. Um, well, you only get four of those, right? You like you were saying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, do I want to go, you know, do I want to be just sitting, well, sitting in Dublin? I guess that sounds <laughs> a little, but, you know, do I want to be away for that? Um, sitting for in a, a pasture year? with one sheep? Yeah. <laughs> one, <laughs> one sheep or a mule. <laughs> um, I got to watch the race online, actually. And, you know, I was, I, it was awesome to see. And I, didn't miss it at all. I well, really... and, and talk too about how much you did so much traveling. I think that a yeah. lot of people do that now on the weekends. You, yeah. I mean, when you study abroad, you can travel a lot on the weekends. Um, I had five, four day weekends every single week. I only had class Tuesday through Thursday, so I, I actually didn't even travel as much as I wanted to. Um, but I did. I went to some crazy amazing places i went to copenhagen and amsterdam and barcelona um prague and there's and pro no not prague oh um brussels brussels and bruges, bruges that's right in Belgium. <laughs> um but yeah and like you you only get really one or maybe two opportunities at this age to do that to travel like that so that's definitely one of the best decisions i made and it really like coming back to iu I'm still having fun with my fraternity, um, but it's I'm looking at it kind of from a different perspective, and it's kind of changed the way I look at the whole thing for the better. I've, well, yeah, it seems like you actually broadened your your group of friends, and I love what you said earlier. You said like you know everybody's a person, everybody's pretty interesting and amazing, and so you know if you're too provincial and specific in who you're willing to affiliate with. You miss something, you know. I remember. Oh, sure. I remember you talking about your freshman year. So George was in the business school, um, but had taken a couple of classes, I think, in the media school. And so you were talking about I, I, a few years ago. You were talking about the difference in the demographic of what the people were like in one part of that campus, just on on that campus versus another part. And you seemed like you liked them all. Yeah, definitely. Um, they were differently politically. They were different in the way they dressed, right? It was like different colleges. Yeah, I use I use pretty like it's like the top the no- north half of the campus is like business school straight edge students, and then the southern half of campus is music students and journalism students. Oh, okay. Like. So it's it's like it's basically a liberal arts school on the southern part of campus, and you know I met people in my business classes and I met people in my media classes and everyone's just like, you know, a nice person. You just get to know them. And all right. So in summary, what are we talking about here? So if we're talking to an 18 year old and, and, and George, you have them sequestered and you're saying, here's what I expect you to do. Like top three tips, top three tips to make college better. Um, yeah. I mean, as I said, just, Meet people and join something and talk to your teachers. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Stay on top of your work. Um, and study abroad. And just remember that just be nice to people. <laughs> just be nice <laughs> to good. people the whole time, honestly. It's just way better that way. Yeah, Jeez, so I, I actually want to pause on oh, that last yeah. bit of advice um, because 
that is that's no small point. Yeah, and I think you mean that, even though it sounds like you know. First of all, that was way more than three things. Um, Did you say it was three? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but be nice to people. More is better. Um, all the time, you know. It, it on on a campus to do to make a point of reaching out and being nice to people. Um, you are going to find a richer experience somehow, right? You know, especially somebody you might not ordinarily come across, you know, to, to address them, you well, know? Yeah, we've talked. So, yeah, like from two points of view, we've talked about this before. Everybody is in the same boat, you know, especially when you start out freshman year. Everyone's in the same boat. So, um, and, and it's easy for people to think that everyone else, oh, they already have a group. They already know what they're doing. They already know where they're going. I have no clue what I'm doing. And really nobody does. And kind of remember that and reach out and, 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 and say, hey, and connect with people um, because everyone's in the same boat. And, you know, if I, if I may, you know, we've talked a lot about this. Um, if you want to if you want to engage in the Greek system, participate in the Greek system, there's a lot of pluses, but maybe skip the whole elitism yeah, crap. You're going to make it's it's a blast. Joining Greek life, being in a Greek house is so much fun for 4 years of your life and you're going to meet the, you know, a great people that you're going to be friends with forever. Um, just be aware that sometimes it gets a little group thinky and try and if it does, like, don't try not to be afraid to say something either. Um, yeah. Try and break that up. That's some great advice. Thank you. And um, I want to change the subject to something important for a second. I don't know anybody who knows right. more about baseball than George. And, and um, I always, in my fantasy, I thought if I ever get George in the studio, I want to do a little sports talk radio about where the Cubs stand now and how they win the division when Milwaukee's on a roll, the Cubs are on a roll currently, and still they haven't caught up. There's still a couple of games back. What's going on, George? How do they fix this? I think by the time that this podcast airs, the Cubs will be in first place. <laughs> oh, that is a Ooh, big... Be... That, oh, explain Wait, explain who do we play what, next? why you believe we this got the, We got the Phillies next. Okay, and who do the Brewers have? The Brewers play the... Indians for two games. Um, I well, the Brewers, the the Cubs just completed a four game sweep of the lowly New York Mets. Right, impressive, but not not impressive. It, right, but and and a lot of a lot of Cubs haters will say that you know, oh, you're playing terrible teams right now. You know, we just we took two or three from the Pirates. We we swept the Mets. And people are saying you're playing terrible teams. It doesn't count like to play, but you're a good team crushes terrible teams, and that's what the Cubs just did. Um, and the Brewers, meanwhile, came to Chicago and dropped two or three to the White Sox, who are the worst team in baseball. Low soon league. to be soon to be not the worst team in baseball. They're going to be very good soon, but now they are terrible. And the Brewers lost two or three, and I think the momentum is shifting, and I think the Cubs can pull ahead in the next couple of days here. The Cubs seem to be a team of momentum as much as anything, um, especially these Cubs, this new iteration of the Bryant-Rizzo generation of Cubs. 
what what draws momentum to a team? How does a team gain momentum and gain this kind of steam that brings a team that hasn't won a World Series in 108 years to that kind of acme? Well, I think every team is every team goes through streaks. Every single team. Every team's going to win a bunch of games, no matter how bad they are, and then every team's going to lose a bunch of games. The Dodgers won to the World Series last year and lost, I think, 11 straight games during the regular season. Um, I think the Cubs are on a roll right now. They're, they're, there's going to be a time where they're not. But right now, I just saw the same like fun aspect of them yeah. that we saw when they won the, the year they won the World Series two years ago. Um, you know, there you there's dugout shots of them, you know, smiling and hugging, which is like I, I feel like we missed that a little bit in 2017, especially because it was we kind of rolled that World Series hangover in the first half. Right. Um, that's a real and, thing, and, and isn't it? It, it is. I yeah. think it is. The Astros are 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 plowing through it, though. They're doing well. Um, but I I I have seen the the fun aspect of the Cubs that I haven't seen in. A little bit, and it's good to see. And I'm I'm excited about this team. Is it a leadership thing? Do you think it's Madden, uh, the the manager of the Cubs, who brings that lightness that that brings the wins? There was a time where I thought I had no reason to question anything that Joe Madden ever did, right? And honestly, after 20, after the World Series and after 2017, I realized. No manager is perfect. Joe Madden is not perfect by any means. Um, he, I think he is a great manager. A lot, even Cubs fans, some Cubs fans will disagree with that, as I've seen on Twitter. Um, I still think he's a great manager. But I think, you know, having guys like Anthony Rizzo in the dugout and having just some veterans, Jason Hayward even, he's not, he, he's been disappointing despite his huge contract. Um but those guys show leadership, and then we got guys like Javi Baez who provide this like crazy spark. Yeah, they're just flashy. They they strike out a lot. Whatever, it's frustrating sometimes. But then you know he'll, he'll hit a home run and flip his bat, and other people get mad, and everyone hates Javi Baez that isn't a Cubs fan, and that's my favorite thing in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that if he was on any other team, I would hate him so much. Uh, so he guys like him and Wilson Contreras who like bring a little fire to that lineup. You you got utility guys like Ben Zobris who's like a hundred years old and doing everything on on that side of the ball. Hundred years old on both sides of the ball. He's what he's thirty seven. Baseball eight. years, he's up there. Yeah, he's old. Um, yeah, this is this is the team that can. What about Almora? You didn't say anything about him. Almora, uh, play Albert Almora every damn day. <laughs> I will say that. I will take that to the grave. You throw it down, man. He is. Um, he's a difference maker. He's. He's. I'd argue that he's the best defensive outfielder that we have, and we have multiple time Gold Glover Jason Hayward on the team. So, and your prediction is just to be clear that we post on Wednesday. So by Wednesday, June fifth or whatever it is, you think that the Cubs will be even or ahead of the Brewers? They they would be. Both teams are off tomorrow, Monday. Um, so best they could do is even. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them even. All right. So here's. Um, I I'm going to go on the assumption because I'm so excited that you're here and Julie. I think you yeah. are. Um, that you are willing to come back. 
And so, <laughs> I am. And so, um, we are going to do a periodic Ask George segment. So, if you uh, to yeah. give us an inside glimpse, that right? Was our first Into, Ask George. So, if you if you have if you have a question about the, these years, uh, let's say eighteen to maybe seventeen to twenty two. George is twenty two now, um, and you know you want the inside scoop. George, is, are you willing? I've been all of those ages, so you, I can. You I have can been. Those questions. <laughs> I thought. Were you nineteen? I was 19. Oh, for I don't even. Approximately I, a full year. Really? I was, yeah. No kidding. Okay. And uh, and if you have anything you uh, need to know about Major League Baseball, preferably National <laughs> League, but George can probably swing with the American League as well. Um, give us uh, a quick a scribble. Um, Julie, do you mind telling people where we are and how to find the podcast and so, whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. iTunes, Podbean, um, WGN Plus. Right. And. The Pear app. Tell us about the Pear app. What's this all about? Um, it's an amazing parenting app and um, has everything you need, including Dr. Duffy, wisdom. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, if you're, if you're a parent of a kid of any age, check out the Pear app and you will find a great set of podcasts, including a podcast I do with Bill and Juliana Rancic, who created the app, and better. the Better Podcast. So um, this is Better Love you guys. Love you, honey. Love you guys. Both. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Uh, Good to be well, here. This was way better. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. Better with George.